This episode of the Bills Up Pod is brought to you by Roster Up Media. Roster Up Media is the home to tangible insights and fantasy sports. Follow us at rosterupmedia.com or on all social media platforms. And we are back here at the Bills Up Pod, brought to you by Roster Up Media. This is Andy Mack, and yeah, it's been a while. This is the first time you're going to be hearing my voice since before our playoff loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. So there's a lot to go over. I'm honestly, we're not really going to talk about last season. We're just going to recap it at, we're on to next year. I mean, there's so much more to talk about now with the offseason that the Bills just had and the draft coming up. But just a quick recap on my thoughts on the end of the season. This is even tough to even do. I tried to watch some of the highlights of that game yesterday. And once it got to the Gabriel Davis 75-yard touchdown, I had to turn it off after that. I'm like, I can't. I couldn't do the fourth quarter. I can't do it. I don't think I ever will. I know there's going to be highlights when I'm watching TV. But I'm not going to purposely myself go and sit down and watch that fourth quarter again. It's very, it's very difficult. Um, it was good to get a break from that for a while. And then... Like, I did not watch the Chiefs. <laughs> I did not watch that chiefs Bengals game. And then I was happy that the Bengals won. I couldn't see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, it would have been tough to also swallow that we would have had a home game against the Bengals in the playoffs. But, again, I'm getting myself wrapped up in last year. But things that came away from that game, the new overtime rule. So now every single time that people are going to go into overtime, we're going to have to get brought up with that game, which is a little sad. But, hey. Our quarterback's that good that he pretty much changed the rule league-wide. All right. We're past it. Because guess what? We are now going into the 2022-23 season as the Super Bowl favorite. How does that sound? We're the Super Bowl favorite next year. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I obviously love it. I think we're the most talented team in this league roster, head uh, top down. Um, we'll talk about those odds when they come towards more of the season and the betting and how we're going to take with that because Josh also being the leader uh, right now for the front runner of MVP. You know, I'll be taking that. I've been taking it the last three years. But this year, when he does win it, the payout won't be as big. But we'll take it. <clears throat> so. We're going to move on to right after the season, just some transactions that happen with the Bills. But first, I want to get into what we're doing over at Roster Up Media because we're building, and it's getting bigger and bigger. The other day, the other week, we did a uh, Twitter Spaces. Very awesome. Never done that before. Um, our fearless leader, Cody, who is running our Roster Up team, is set together this Twitter Spaces. And it was awesome. We had all of our teams on there. We had the Bills, Jets, Ravens, Lions, Panthers, Giants, uh, Eagles. uh, I think I said Jets, but I don't know. We had up to about 10 teams there. And we pretty much went through our made mock drafts. So Restaurant Media, our guy Jeff Tolson, who runs uh, Raven Up, he created his own mock draft, took a lot of time into it, did a lot of detail. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. It's a great mock draft. And we put that up, and then we all went on Twitter spaces, and we went through the mock draft, and we talked about each pick. And 
what we thoughts are or what our thoughts on them were. Thankfully for us through our media, the top ten picks had about seven of our teams in them. Or seven of the top ten picks were our teams between the Jets having two, the Giants having two, the Lions having the first pick, the Panthers having a top ten pick. So you had a lot of you had a lot of info and it took a while for any Mac to talk about the Bills pick when it came down to twenty five. But if you want to go listen to that, I have that on my Twitter at the Bills Up Pod. Go take a listen to that. Listen to Insight. If you got any other friends who are fans of other teams, send them over. Follow some of the pods that we have because of great content, great stuff going on and all from all of our other teams. So that's what's going up at Roster Up Media. We're getting bigger and bigger. Some merch is going to start coming out too. So if you want any of that, you can message me also at the Bills Up Twitter. But season's over. Go to the Bills. Just some quick little things. Guys who were getting on reserve future contracts to shore up. We uh, we brought back Brandon Bryant. Just a list of names that we got on reserve future contract. Guys who are probably going to be on our practice squad next year and probably on the cusp of making the team in training camp. Brandon Bryant, Jacob Capra, Tanner Gentry, Isaiah Hodgins, Joe Giles Harris, Tim Harris, Nick McLeod, Mike Love, Quinton Morris, and Josh Thomas. Those are guys that you've heard before, guys that I've talked about, guys we will be talking about when the preseason comes, in preseason games. Um. Elijah Griffin is another guy they signed a cornerback to reserve future contract. So those are small guys. Then it comes to January 27th. Dable's gone. We need a new offensive coordinator. Ken Dorsey's weighing between Giants, Bills. I never knew the reason why. I'm pretty sure it was kind of just a money thing because why would he go over to the Giants when Dable's going to be calling the plays? But boom, January 27th, the Bills promote Ken Dorsey to offensive coordinator. Fine. Love it. Perfect. Keep him in-house. Got to love it. Moving up to February, um, got a couple of other guys in reserve future contracts. Then once we get into the real contracts, we sign, uh, re-sign Tyrell Dotson back on a one-year deal. I like that. He is a good backup that we've had activated, a good special teams player as well. And then we have re-signed Saran Neal to a three-year contract. Love that. Excellent special teams player, but also a guy who can play nickel, can play safety, can play cornerback. Just a guy who does it all. Uh, a couple of other coaching signings that we don't really need to get to. Um, the biggest one probably was um, Joe Brady getting quarterback uh, quarterback coaching job, which is – I like it. It's good. Another offensive mind in the room with Josh. Uh, then we get into March. A couple of releases we had to save some cap to splash on this offseason. Released A.J. Klein, saved about $6 million that. Released John Feliciano, who then went to the Giants. Uh, and then we start getting into some signings. Then we start getting into signings. First signing, bringing touchdown Jesus back, Jake Kumro. Bring him back. He's back on the team. Great, solid special teams are as well as just a wide, outside-the-numbers receiver who can be a deep threat, big-body receiver who we can play behind Gabriel Davis, in my opinion. Um, and then a couple of the re-signs we had Isaiah McKenzie. So that re- Isaiah McKenzie re-sign, I love. I think we got him for super, super cheap. You look at contracts like Braxton Berrios, who actually had a good deal from the Jets, but thought he was going to get a little more. But Isaiah McKenzie, I think, is going to have a bigger role in this offense this year, and we only have to sign him on a two-year deal for four mil. Sign me up for that any day of the week. Any day of the week. That pretty much brought to the Cole Beasley release, which I think we all saw coming. It'll be interesting to see where Cole Beasley ends up this year. Um, it's just, I think, our time. We're all on Bill's Twitter. We all loved Cole. We all thank him for his time. He was part of the process. I think last year took a hit on him. Um, 
through media, but also just kind of playing injured and just not being fully healthy. And then obviously just all the outside eyes looking on him. Um, so I think it was his time to go, which is fine. But I think there's mutual love for both Beasley and the Bills. And we know he was a huge part of Josh's development and uh, the Bills' success the last couple of years. So good luck to you, Cole. We then have Isaiah McKenzie signed on a two resign Isaiah McKenzie, which is, like I said, a great deal. Um, another person we brought in at the receiver position is Jameson Crowder. I think this is a great signing. I think Jamison Crowder, what he's going to give us that Cole Beasley didn't give us was uh, yards after the catch. Cole Beasley is a big catch-it-fall-down kind of guy. I mean, you got to give it to him. He didn't drop many balls. He catched anything low, high. He was good. But he didn't get a lot of yards at the catch, and that's where Jamison Crowder can come in. I mean, Jamison Crowder, he's, he was the Jets – he was the Jets – led with Jets and receptions each of the last three seasons. Like, he's he has potential to be a very solid – part of this offense. You obviously have Stefan Diggs. We have the emergence of Gabe Davis. You'll have Jameson Crowder. You'll have Isaiah McKenzie in the offense. I do believe we're going to draft the receiver probably in the top three, maybe four, I would say top three rounds. We'll get into that on who I think we can circle. Um, and then at the tight end position, we know we have Dawson Knox and we have our other signing of OJ Howard, just another great signing that I believe a guy who's really going to buy into the system uh, we got him on a one-year deal for $3.5 Just guys who can grab touchdowns all around the offense. Like, just giving Josh Allen as many weapons as he can is what we love to see and what it's going to help Ken Dorsey in this offense. I believe we might go running back as well in the draft, but I'm going to get into the draft how we're going to add to the offense. Um but just a quick on OJ Howard as well. Like this guy was good. He he was starting for Tampa, and then obviously Brady comes in, and Gronk obviously comes along with Brady, and Gronk's a Hall of Famer. He's going to get his time. He's going to get his touchdown looks at the end of the season. And then OJ Howard was also a little hurt, so hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully he's that great second option because we know Sweeney really couldn't step up to it last year. Those couple games where Knox was out, Sweeney definitely didn't take advantage of his. Uh, his time. So we know we definitely need another tight end who can block who can catch, who can run. And that's where I think OJ Howard's a great signing and everything else on the offense um, with signings. We then got Duke Johnson running back. I know we, we would have liked the JD McKissick signing. I, I said that too. I was like, I think JD McKissick would have been great in this offense. He Elected to re-sign with the Commanders, though. He got, took the same deal, but I don't know what was going on there. Bean was also very upset. If he was in the Bean's press conference, he he was pissed off. He pretty much said he's not going to be doing any more dealings with whoever his agent is and kind of Washington because it was kind of a unwritten rule. Once a guy verbally signs, he verbally signs. You don't really give him that same offer, and then J.D. McKissick bails out, but whatever. Well, J.D., you can go play for Washington while we come win the Super Bowl, right? I'm sure Duke Johnson will be happy. So adding Duke Johnson is good. He's a great third down back, good uh, good, good receiving back. I mean, he can run a little bit. Um, I think he's going to just kind of be in that Matt Brader role of last year, uh, depending on if we draft the running back or not. But a guy who can catch the ball in third down and get upfield a little bit quicker than Singletary, I believe. It's going to be interesting. This running back, this running back room is going to be something to watch for. I think it's going to be the number one 
room to watch for in once it comes to training camp on the offensive side. So very interested to see that. But short-term deal, one-year deal for Duke Johnson. Don't mind it at all. And then in the quarterback room, brought back Matt Barkley, Bitcoin Barkley. Not bad, and but when they did sign him, I was like, I really, 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 really hope we do not go into the season with Matt Barkley as our backup quarterback. And then the Bills make a smart, smart safety move by trading a sixth-round pick for Case Keenum, a veteran quarterback who's been to the playoffs, a guy who can – that's a legit backup quarterback that we definitely needed because at least we had that Mitch last year. You had the safety just in case Josh had to go down for a game or two. Um, we knew Mitch was there, and he could have kept that offense going. I do believe Case Keenum can keep this offense going. If, God forbid, anything happened to our savior, Josh Allen. So on the offensive line, we bring back, we bring back Rick Bates, Ryan Bates, um, four-year deal, two years fully guaranteed. So he got the bag. He got the money. I So you see that Feliciano was a little upset about that, I think. Uh, but he got the money. I don't, I don't care. Ryan Bates came in. He came in when we needed him at the end of the year. I don't know what we were seeing all year. And Feliciano and playing Cody Ford and, like, this guy Ryan Bates was on our team all year. He comes in. He's one of our best guards. I mean, he did play. He played his best. He played the best out of any guard on our team last year. And he deserves this deal. So he went out and tried to get a, uh, the Chicago Bears to try to sign him, but we had him restricted. We offered him the same contract. Rick Bates is coming home. I believe he's probably going to start at left guard. It depends with our other big, big signing of Roger Saffold. Um, Roger Saffold's either playing left or right. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure in camp they're going to figure that out. But he signs a one-year deal. He's That's a great move. It's not, it's not a flashy move, but it's a logical move. It's a great move. We moved on from John Feliciano, who pretty much was a center. I didn't even really know that he was a center, honestly, but he comes out and tweets that this is going to be the first year he's playing center for the Giants because the last two teams he's played for, he's behind over double-digit million-dollar centers. I don't know. I mean, I was done with Julie. I was done with John Feliciano. It was it was his time to go. I'm fine with that. Um, and then Darrell Williams was going to have about an I think like a nine or nine or ten million-dollar contract this year if we didn't get rid of him, and I'm like. He's a tackle, so we're not going to be paying that much money to a guy who's playing out of position. So getting rid of Dial Williams is also a good move. And then Saffold, yeah, I think he, he'll probably he'll probably start a left guard. Sorry about that. I think Ryan Bates will probably be the right guard. Um, but having Saffold slated at that left guard, and a little fun fact, he is reunited with his old Rams offensive line coach, Aaron Cromer, who's the new Bills offensive line coach. So this is who we spent. That was our first free agent signing was Roger Saffold. They went right into it. And we know the big thing is protecting our quarterback. So getting this guy who's had um, experience with the Rams, experience with the Titans last year, is a huge get for this offensive line. And he was going to be—he was a top-tier guard going into this free agency. So you got Saffold right now. Our offensive line, I would say, projected starting is Dawkins to Saffold to Morse to Bates to Spencer Brown. Sign me up any day of the week going into the season with that line. Um, other little signings on the offensive line, we also brought back a Bakker. So Ike is back. And also on the running back position, we brought back Taiwan Jones, another special teamer who is really a big part of our special teams. Uh, let's get on to the defense. And defense addressed one thing and the one thing that's been holding us back, the defensive line. Every single year, you have to say, the last two years, we have – 
been bounced from the playoffs, mostly because of our defensive line. We haven't been able to get pressure. Just remembering that last Chiefs game, I felt like every single play we were in the backfield, and then just Mahomes was looking at him and just got out of the pocket. Looked at him, got out of the pocket. Like we just couldn't get home on these quarterbacks. And it was a thing all year. We go out, we draft Epinesa in the second round two years ago. We go out, we draft Greg Russo in the first round last year, and then we draft Boogie Basham in the second round. Not saying those guys are done yet. They're just still young. I, I really believe Greg Russo is going to be huge for us I, down the line. I think he's just a freak athlete who people were talking about being a just a, a project, and he already played. He was the best defensive lineman on our team last year, I believe. I mean, behind Ed Oliver playing at D-tackle, Greg Russo was our best D-end by far. And then Boogie Basham came in. He obviously sat a lot of the year. But, hey, this is a process. This is a team that's going somewhere. These are young guys that we want still on this defensive line. But we added to it. And the only thing that's going to benefit those guys is this one guy that we got. I don't know if you heard of him. His name's Von Miller. He's a two-time Super Bowl champ going for his third right now with a different team. No one's ever done that in the NFL. So Von Miller. Signs a six-year, $120 million contract to come to the Buffalo Bills. I mean, it's $51 million guaranteed, um, $45 at the signing. I mean, this is just, I don't know if you've been a guy has been following Bob Miller. I've been watching his vlogs. I, this, was, this was pretty wild because I don't think we, as Bills fans, were really even thinking about Bob Miller. I think a lot of our thoughts were geared toward Chandler Jones and – the day before, or maybe hours before the signing, I forget, Jalen Jones signs with the Raiders for about 18 mil a year, 17 and a half mil a year. I'm like, oh, all right, well, that's why we didn't sign him. We're not paying that much money for the end. We don't have that much money. And then, boom, Von Miller agrees to the Buffalo Bills, six years for 120 million. He's pretty much getting about 18 mil per year as well. It's kind of like a guy, me and Brandon Bean, got to give credit to Brandon Bean for how he's doing this contract because how we go from extending Tredavious Wade, extending Josh Allen, extending Stephon Diggs, extending uh, Deion Dawkins, extending – well, we had the Poyer and Micah Hyde uh, contracts a couple years ago, but am I missing – Ed Oliver hasn't got extended yet, but extending all those guys and then bringing in Von Miller to that and then bringing in Roger Saffold, the guy we're paying a decent amount of money at Twoo as well, like – where Brandon Bean is finding ways to just pay these people and where the salary, like how he's figuring out the salary cap is why I think he is just the best GM in the league right now. I mean, there's got to be ways to like that other teams could do this, but I think it's just Brandon Bean is just goddamn whiz. He's a genius. He's figuring out like just where to put this money this year, this year. And he's just, I mean, this is it. This is our Super Bowl window. We got, I believe, these next three years, we got to get it done right now looking at the defense as well, just talking about contracts and contract situation. The one thing that's hurting us right now, I believe Jordan Poyer is probably not going to play unless he gets a new contract, and he deserves it, man. This guy's an all-pro. He was an all-pro safety. Two of those people in the entire league get all-pro safety, and he was one of them, and it stinks. He probably he looks around. He sees Diggs getting paid. He sees Davis getting paid. He sees everyone else getting paid, but he's been coming to – play every single game and he's been the heart of our defense I would say he's the number one guy who runs this defense for us and to see him not getting paid is tough so hopefully Brandon Bean can work his magic and get that done as well because there's this defense is not the same without Jordan Poyer or Micah Hyde back there so 
This is probably near the end of both of their careers as well. A couple of years left probably, so we would like to see this Super Bowl being won in this window while we have these guys on their contract. But Devon Miller signing back to it, I think this is just only going to take the attention. Like He's going to have to get double teamed, and that's just only going to help Ed Oliver and Greg Russo and Boogie Basham and just some other guys up in that stuff. He's playing on the other side or our newly acquired D-tackles, Daquan Jones and Tim Settle, who we love. We love Tim Settle's a young guy, played with Tremaine Edmonds in college. Um, I believe he'll be good, but Daquan Jones is also going to be a solid guy. He's an eight-year veteran, played on Carolina. Um, these are just big body D-tackles that we need to clog up the middle while Ed Oliver's rushing, and we got two DNs on the outside, like Von Miller and Greg Russo. So this D-line is revamped. It's ready to go. I trust what Brandon Bean did with this D-line, and I'm very excited for it. Um, moving on to the linebacker position. Oh, I forgot they have the extension of Matt Milano as well. Um, linebacker position, we release A.J. Klein. We're going to play a lot more of the nickel, so you we always see a lot more of Taron Johnson out there rather than a third uh, linebacker. Another guy who ex- we extended, Taron Johnson. I can't, can't, can't believe we're forgetting these guys. Um, but that's how you see Jordan Porter's getting a little upset, like this guy's an all-pro, but all these other guys got extended. Um, but linebacker position is mostly going to be Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds. You might have Dotson filling in a little bit. I, I believe to see that uh, maybe Joe Giles Harris gets activated. He gets a little action on special teams as well. Andre Smith is gone. He's with the Jags. Uh, we still have Tyron Makovich, who's going to be our special teams warrior as well. And then we'll see. I don't know. Maybe get someone late in the draft. I don't think we'll go linebacker early in the draft at all unless unless there might be a Tremaine Edmonds trade. We don't know. So Tremaine Edmonds is a sticky situation. This is a guy who's going to look to get paid as well. He's on their contract for this year, but not next year. They're not extending him. Um, I believe the Bills Mafia fan base is very – I would say more leaning toward we're okay without extending Tremaine Edmonds. I'd say maybe it's about a 60-40, maybe 65-35 leaning with we can let him walk and kind of find a new linebacker. I mean, he's good. He's an athlete. He's still super young. Got to respect that. But I don't know. And the one thing with him, I just feel like he's always just running into blocks or just not meeting guys in the hole. Like that definition of the – what game was that? Um, the Bucks game last year, just the third or fourth down was freaking meet Leonard Fournette in the hole, and Leonard Fournette just gets runs over him like that. I feel like that is just kind of been the definition of Tremaine Edmonds, just kind of being a little soft and just not getting it fully done. He's an athlete out there. He covers a lot of ground, not the best in coverage, but I don't know. I think Bills Mafia is okay with not extending him right now. I think we're all on board with extending Ed Oliver instead of Tremaine Edmonds. So maybe they do go linebacker early. I would like to flirt with in the draft maybe a Tremaine Edmonds trade. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But just wrapping up on the defense, in the secondary, we let go of Levi Wallace. He goes to Pittsburgh. We got Tredavious White under contract, but who knows when he's coming back. I believe he should be back in the first month, at least. Maybe he misses a game or two, but I should I do believe he's back early on and ready to go. And hopefully we got two of our safeties back there and start training camp. Um, Jordan Poyer signed a new agent, this guy Drew, Drew Rosenhaus, and Drew Rosenhaus has a history of getting his, getting his guys paid. Like That's just pretty much simple. He doesn't. Guys don't go into training camp, or they don't play games unless they're getting paid, and that's 
kind of the repertoire, the reputation of Drew Rosenhaft. So we'll see how that goes. So that's it for our free agent signing. I believe we had an excellent, excellent offseason. Um, and we're just we're moving on. This is why we're the Super Bowl favorites. We're top down, the best roster right now. And when you get into the draft and when you're a Super Bowl contender, you need to fill the immediate needs that are going to put you over the top and get it done. And I really think right now our number one immediate need is filling the cornerback position. Right now we have Tredavious White, and then we got Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson's good, solid, but that can't be your cornerback room. You got Sarandi, and then Taron Johnson's obviously nickel. So outside corner is going to be a, a huge need for the Bills and where I think they're going to go in round one. Um, before we get into a possible maybe trade scenarios, just if we have the 25th pick, I'm looking at a guy like Andrew Booth. Uh, just a cornerback who I believe there's going to be cornerbacks who are taken earlier. I believe like Trent McDuffie, Stingley, Sauce Garner, all these guys are great guys, and I would love to have them. But they're all going to get picked before the 25th pick. So unless we make a trade up, which isn't crazy as well. well I mean, unless we make a trade up for a cornerback, we could see that. Um, but I think if we are at 25 and Andrew Booth's there, we take Andrew Booth out of Florida State. Tall, athletic corner. Um, just, I believe, would be a better Levi Wiles for us. And that's where I'm looking at in the first round. Earlier rounds, I just believe our biggest needs are going to be cornerback. If we can grab a Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall in the second round, I'm taking that 100 times out of 100 times as well. In our mock draft, um, my Jeff Tolson at Raven Up for the roster up media in our Twitter spaces, the 25th pick, he had the Bills taking Brees Hall. And my opinions on that were pretty much what I just said. Like, listen, running back is uh, a need that we kind of have. Like, Singletary's still here. We still got Zach Moss, signed Duke Johnson, like, we have guys in there, but they're not a they're not a guys. They're, they're not even high B plus guys. But cornerback right now is just a bigger need for us when it comes to if Andrew Booth's there. And in the mock draft, Andrew Booth went twenty seven. I told him straight up, I'm like, if Andrew Booth's there, we're taking Andrew Booth. Um, Bree Saul would be nice. It'd be a nice weapon to have. But I think the Bills are looking to get cornerback early, and then you can get maybe a Kenneth Walker in the second round. Maybe a Bree Saul drops. But if those guys aren't there, then maybe you go receiver, and that's where I think. If you can get a Sky Moore to drop in the lower round, I like Sky Moore. I think we'd go a little smaller at receiver. We got Gabe, got Stefan Diggs, solid guys. Obviously, on the outside, we have McKenzie and Jamison Crowder, who are two slot guys as well. But if you can get a Sky Moore, if you can get maybe a George Pickens on the other side, another 6 3 guy, I think they're looking at a receiver in the top three rounds as well. So I think we can possibly see cornerback, running back, receiver in our top three rounds. And then you, maybe you then you got to fill a need of an interior offensive lineman, probably a guard, maybe another backup tackle. I know we got Tommy Doyle, but I would like I would like to see some more depth at the guard position, just in case maybe a Cody Ford gets released um, or traded. And then maybe and then you see yeah, if you, we get a running back, then maybe you see a Zach Moss trade come training camp. These are all things that can happen. Um, the one big trade that I would just would be kind of crazy would be the possibility of Tremaine Edmonds getting traded on draft night, maybe to the Giants, maybe a Bradbury Edmonds type of deal where we get James Bradbury as our corner. Would love that. Um, just a lot of things, but this is the NFL draft. It's freaking, it, it's so hard to predict. You have no idea what's going to happen, but those are just some couple, couple things I got. If we don't go running back early, I like guys later in the draft, later in the draft, like James Cook or, uh, 
Robinson from Notre Dame or Spiller as well. Like those are just some later guys. I do believe we need to draft a punter. I know a lot of people are looking at Matt Ariza. I mean, everyone mocks Matt Ariza. This guy is supposed to be the best punter of all time. Um, I would like to go into the season not with Matt Hack, Hawk, whatever, as our punter. Do not want to see him punting the ball. Do not want to see his punting in general, but would like a different punter as well. Um, but that's pretty much it on the draft. I haven't done a, a super in-depth look at it, but just positions that we need to fill as Super Bowl contenders are the cornerback, running back stability. I'd add another receiver, which is good. A little bit interior depth, which is fine. I think Brandon Bean's going to just really wrap this thing up in the draft. But that's pretty much all we got for today. All right now, the Bills are going to keep this under a half hour. Uh, little recap of the offseason. We're Super Bowl favorites. I mean, it starts here. I'm going to come back out here. I'm Bills up. Um, I'm staying constant, putting up polls, conversations on the Bills up Twitter. Look out for our Twitter spaces at Roster Up Media. We will be going live during the draft, talking about our picks for each team. So keep an eye on that. I'll keep you posted. If you got any questions, DM me for that. Um, but anything, man, let's just keep this thing rolling, man. This is the year. We thought last year was the year. We knew if we would have beat the Chiefs, it would sting right now. Rams would have been a tough matchup, but this is the year. We're the favorite. Let's get it in. Let's get it done. And let's start this dynasty with the Josh Allen Super Bowl victory and about five more after that. All right? We'll be coming out soon later with some more draft talk, maybe after the draft, maybe when the schedule comes out. Could be an emergency uh, pod when the schedule comes out, doing a little win-loss prediction. But uh, whatever, anything else you need, reach out to me on Twitter. I'll see you soon, Bills Mafia. See you later.